0: We love film and family, tech and travel. We like our plates full, we'll sleep when we're dead, and we'll spend our last five bucks on the best meal in town. He's the why and the what, and I'm the how and the when. We're a perfect team and a party of three, and we're doing big things, trying not to sweat the small stuff. And this is The Whole Story. July 20th, 2022. I abandoned my last two posts, half finished and certainly not thorough enough to articulate each of these race weekends. The first of which was ERA, and the first actual real race, which could have been a lockout by Ellis, had a number of mechanical and organizational system failures that failed him and his car. I am not one to make excuses. By contrast, when Ellis was a kid in school and something went sideways and a teacher called home, my first question was always, what was his part? What is our part as parents? I'm still this way, likely to a fault. But our weekend in Zolder was a lot of things, for better and worse, and most things worth anything in life are. And our weekend in Zolder with ERA was a typical example of the iceberg where there's so much more happening and that has happened underneath the surface that most people will ever care to see or understand. I try to choose grace, though I'm working on finding the limit between grace and compassion for others and self-cannibalization. Our weekend in Spa, by contrast, was everything a race weekend can be when things are going your way. Great driving, excellent team, friends, epic track, good weather, and three fucking trophies. Low-cost and low-key, we showed up, we had fun, we performed, and we went home. And so, today it is exactly two years since we left home for the first time in 2020. Exactly two years since I sold my car, sublet our beloved Hoboken apartment, sent my dog to live with my in-laws, and attempted to enter Germany in the middle of a global pandemic to put my kid in an electric racing cart. A cart, not even a car in a series which now, two seasons later, instead of growing and evolving, canceled the whole series this year due to lack of driver interest and politics. It definitely feels longer than two years when I start to laundry list the things that have happened, the places we've been and the people we've met. We went to petting zoos. We have accumulated multiple storage units. We've battled with the German authorities to get Ellis' a schooling exemption and he got his GED. We ultimately gave up that Hoboken apartment and now battle with a feeling of nomadic existentialism when we think about going, quote, home to the United States. We have had amazing support each year for Ellis from Peter and then Eugen and now Leo and always and always Daryl Smith. We've met a few friends and a lot of acquaintances and people who are really supportive of what we're doing, even when we're questioning it ourselves. We've been downhill mountain biking in Austria and paddleboarding in Italy and sat on a pool deck in Madrid and spent way too much time drinking gas station coffee. My parents have come to visit and even two friends from the States. I've worked multiple jobs. I've left the one job I've loved more than anything else I've ever done. And we're trying to sort out what can be next. We've been in debt. We've made ends meet, sold things we needed and bought things we likely don't to make this work. We had a glimpse into the feeling of ease created by wealth, and through fear and a bit of greed and an effort to try to do the right thing, we've seen it disappear. I'm still using a hand-me-down laptop from Ellis's middle school days, and yet we own two formula race cars. We're far from settled, and I can say with certainty that we're building the bridge as we walk it. Anything else I'm about to write here feels cliche, or self-righteous, or could be interpreted as such. This is who we are and what we're doing, and we question ourselves, our choices, and our intentions as much as anyone else. So today, two years to the day since this journey began, I can tell you that astronomically without a doubt, we made the right decision to say, fuck it, let's do it. I could say that I never would have thought we'd be here, but that's a half-truth. I never would have gotten on the plane if I thought we wouldn't be. There's a fair amount of discussion about home and where that might be, and a desire to go back to the U.S., and yet when we have those discussions, I know that each of us in our own way is referring to a home in the U.S. that doesn't necessarily exist anymore. It's also a really, really expensive one in a place where there's no motorsport, and truly the only thing tying Ellis there is his girlfriend. Lately, I don't think about home that much. I'm happy on the road and when i really consider what home offers me it means taking a break it means having nothing to do yes i miss my things and i miss our hoboken apartment and i miss my books and my knickknacks i'd love a place where we have space and land and pets and a workshop for ellis but i'm happy at the track and traveling to the track i love a hotel breakfast or a really great airbnb two years into this journey I know that I want Ellis to drive, to develop his interests and passions, and to get valued and paid for what he's great at. Frank and I are in a bit of a fluxy spot. We've been here before. We're making a leap from one place to another, and our back foot has left the ground behind us, but the front one hasn't quite found a landing, yet. It's an unnerving place, but the question asked here is not unique to the situation. The question asked here has been the one at hand forever and ever: How do we create value? How do I provide value? How am I valued for that value? For a moment in time, we had created enough wealth that it didn't seem to matter if we gave our value away, our time, our energy, our insight, our IP. But that was a foolish mindset and perhaps why the universe didn't think we were ready for it and sent the market crashing before we could protect our profits. If we were rich, we'd be broke, Frank and I have always said and laughed. We give away a lot, usually because I have the altruistic view that ultimately other people will also do the same in return for equal value. But that's not usually how it works, and not out of deception, but rather mostly simply oversight. For Ellison Electric Racing, I don't know if we're making the right decision. I know for sure that it's not the wrong decision, and that it has provided us with more benefits than roadblocks. I know that it has quickened his path and developed his natural talent. I know that it makes sense to us from a philosophical point of view. But he gets in that fiesta and it's cheap and it's easy and it's fun and rewarding so far. And it does make you think. Am I sacrificing elements of his career, his development as a driver, to pursue and take part in and support an aspect of a legacy industry that is so much in its infancy that we're too early? And then there are Instagram messages and kids at the track and parents who reach out. If we're not going to do this, who is? But if we are going to do it, how do we make sure we're protecting ourselves, being valued for the time, work, and effort we're putting in? Or is it all just going in the bank now so we can reap exponential rewards down the road? So, like everyone else, especially parents, we just make decisions as we go. We weigh the options, acknowledge the limitations, push the boundaries to make it work. We might not always be right, but I know I can articulate the thinking behind our decisions, include Ellis in the conversation, and admit when we're wrong or where we failed. In two years, more has gone right than wrong, and the risks are far outweighed by the rewards. Will you The Whole Story is a podcast about my family's journey to follow Ellis' singular passion during a global pandemic. The episodes are audio recordings of the journal I've been keeping since the day we left home in 2020. To learn more, follow The Whole Story on Instagram and visit our website, elysium.co. And remember, life is good, life is hard. These two truths are unrelated. You know you me crazy. You know you me mad. But I could never live a day without you